We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome in to Max Sun Show. I'm your host, Espo, alongside Flex, Gerald, and special guest, Aaron. Aaron, how are you, man? I'm good. How are you guys doing? I, I just doing told great. you I wasn't going to do that, <laughs> and then I did it anyway. <laughs> you put me on the spot yeah. already. All right. <laughs> guys, uh, a, an interesting day in Sun's world as we found out some things in practice that we didn't quite expect. We'll get into that. In a little while, we'll talk about Katie's comments that have uh, lit the Twitter sphere <laughs> or X or whatever the hell we're calling it right now mm-hmm. on fire. But I wanted to start with one of my favorite segments we do where we take a look at what's going on uh, in Sun Social. Mm-hmm. Hit it, Eric. X go give it to you. <laughs> I I actually added Man. the little sounder now. X gonna give it to you. Uh, I was expecting it to keep going. Then it's just like <laughs> no. Y'all did my man dirty, man. No. Hey, rest in peace, my man DMX, man. Y'all gotta give him more love than that. Now man. look, we can only play Why a certain amount finest? before I, I get, get hey, before I, I get, get a strike. I work for a company like that. You can't. You can't yeah. pay, pay that much Billy Joel. I learned. Oh, no. I learned, <laughs> you I learned really Billy bad. Joel. Will come for you. Much, we'll play that much Billy Joel. <laughs> Look, I, yeah, I think you get like six seconds, and I was like, no, nah, we're going three. Yeah. Wow. I think the X going to give it to you. That's what the segment's okay. called. We're okay. good. All right. Uh, but you I want to take a look at today uh, one of the things. We got two from around social, but Book dropped a new colorway. Mm-hmm. I told you. Chapter ones uh, here. I. I I'm liking this look. It's the white and and gray simplified. I think it shows off the shoe better than the orange. I'm still getting the orange, but I like this color. (laughs) I told y'all they coming. I'm telling y'all, man, y'all about to get killed with some fire, man. This is a nice uh, lead up to that. I love these, the white with the grays. Uh, it's got that. Uh, it's got that feel that you can rock. That's the intention. Mm -hmm. Rock it on the court. Rock it in the streets. With the culture, I think they're gonna eat that up. That colorway's fire, and I can't wait for the 
the ones that are coming, man. It's gonna blow people's mind. Wait, I'm in line with the culture now. Oh, yes. <laughs> culture. Throw yes. them on, man. Throw them on. You get oh, right man. in the club. What you did. <laughs> you get Nobody right in the club. Nobody's letting me in the club. Let's be Bro, very clear. Let you, Nobody's you letting me in the club, whether I'm wearing book chapter one. I promise or not. you, I promise you, you get in the club, you throw them on. No, no. They're gonna look you at get me and in, go, bro. Get the hell out of here. They you go old top, loser. They go Damn. top to bottom, bro. They look at you and then they go and they oh yeah, you get in. So you're saying that you're you get in there. You got the books. You getting in, bro. Look at that. You look yeah. like a tech bro, so I think I'll let you in. <laughs> there you go. Are you gonna rock them, Gerald? No, those are nice. Like those are those are super smooth. Um, and and I think if they hold up performance wise, he's gonna yeah. be able to do something rare where you have a, a good basketball shoe that's also like a lifestyle shoe that you can yeah. wear off the court. I mean, I know that's been the focus all along, but um, I'm excited to see more colorways as they come out because it, it feels like they're getting better and better with each new one we see. I just caught up to what Aaron said. He just called me a tech bro, and I don't think, <laughs> I don't think that's a compliment. I'm just saying, you can wear whatever you want. They'll let you in. <laughs> I think he's right, man. I think he's right. <laughs> I think he's right. No, but I like the shoes, too. I mean, I don't wear orange like that, so I was always ready for the next color. Like I hoop in Gray Harden, so like okay. I'm ready to like hoop in some other shoes too and get yeah. my Nike world back. But yeah, I like those a lot. Like I can't wait to see what more he comes out with. But I'm definitely like more into those than I wear the orange ones because I just don't mess with orange like that. Crazy. Is there a colorway you want to see though? Because for me, I, I need to see either black and orange or purple and orange come out at some point mm -hmm. uh because i unfortunately i'm a nerd and i will wear <laughs> those colors perpetually in my life i mean i'm, I'm looking for like black and, or black and purple purple yeah. and orange right. um right. i know for a, there's gonna be a kentucky colorway yeah. at some point well, and i love be. blue so <laughs> yeah. i'd be about it i'm as y'all see i never do a show without white sneakers so i'm a white sneaker guy mm -hmm. and i'm telling y'all there's some white ones okay with the orange trim and then the purple trim i think Ooh. those are the ones that are gonna pop those are the ones i'm waiting for okay. i know you got the haven blacks and you got these in the orange i'm with you bro i i don't i always rock book stuff because because i love them to death but i don't know man walking around with orange shoes is kind of kind of <laughs> tough for me man but i'll find a way to get it spoken like a man who has never been on one of our post games where i wear <laughs> black and orange or purple and orange shoes uh, on our on our regular season post games, I thought I we mean, established that Tech Bros can do whatever they want. Yeah, no, there you go, there you go. Yeah, the problem is I don't got Tech Bros. You money. got orange shades, bro. So I mean, you can do anything you want, bro. <laughs> That's tough. Man. How do you? Okay, because I'm not in the culture. All right, let's okay. just say I can't. I'm terrible with white shoes. I can't. I can't do I black. I get them dirty as hell mm. the first time I wear them. I can't do black. I, my, I don't know why, bro. Every time I put a pair of black shoes on, I feel like I go from a size 10 to a size 5. Like, I look down at my feet, and I'm like, damn, my feet shrunk. Like that it looks sounds small. like a personal you know, it's problem. A weird, it's a weird thing. I can't wear black. So, Book came out. Remember when he was doing the PEs? Mm -hmm. He had the all black with the orange like he had in the glasses, right? Um, I got those in the crib, bro. I got the Like Halloween, right? No, no, no. Keep them on, bro. No, that's fine. Here we go. Nah. You think you don't look like a tech bro? Nah, that's cool. I, I love the look. I think it's fire. But I can't see without these. Nah. So Nah, nah, nah. Those, are, those are fire, bro. But I'm trying to I'm trying to stress the point that like I got those shoes and I rocked them one day and they just been up in my shelf and um that's it. And I, it's weird as hell because if you go in my closet, I got a shit ton of black shoes, mm. but I don't wear them. They're just sitting there just to look good. Like yeah. yeah. See, I'm more of a black shoe guy, but 
when I put on a pair of white shoes, I feel like refined as fuck. You, you know what I mean? Right? Yeah. Like yeah. I'm like, all right, this is gonna be a good day. We got to get a fit off today. So got got the afternoon off and still found yeah. a way to come in the chat and. <laughs> Uh, and take a shot at me. Echo's a habitual foot track. He's not lying, but he still comes in the chat just to drag me. I appreciate you, Saul. Yeah, yo, Saul shoe game is serious though, so I got some comp this year, man. It, it is. It is good. I, I love yours today, Aaron. Oh, the the Barclays. I'm the, the old Chucks. Yeah, I'm the old the old Barclays out yeah. But yeah, like I like if book do, do something like this too. Like I like the purple and black Barclays too. Like I like those probably more. But those are strap. Those are not the strap. Nah. No, I like nah. the strap. Yeah, the but strap like, was crazy. Yeah, I just like I like older shoes and I like white shoes more. Like when I was a kid, my mom like I ain't buying you white shoes. So like <laughs> yeah, now that I'm older, I buy white shoes whenever I can because <laughs> I don't really care like that. So like yeah, like I just like white shoes more. I I'm just you should be happy your mom bought you nice shoes. My mom was like, you see those Spalding Hakeem Olajuwon's? That's the closest you get to an NBA player oh, shoe, damn, and that's bro. at Walmart. So take them if you want to, but that's damn, about it, bro. You got the strawberries then? Oh, I did. You I got the strawberry fifteen dollars strawberries? I, I rocked the strawberries. I rocked the Hakeem Olajuwon Spalding shoes. And I rocked them. I had the shacks. I, I I got the shacks later. Uh, the, the those later on. I I was too old by that point. My mom got yeah, those yeah, first. Yeah. You want to see how much I really like basketball <laughs> before she was going to pay for some real shoes? So I had to start off with the I'll tell you what. I rocked. I played with the Stallberry. Oh, yeah. I did. No, they were a good shoe. They were a good shoe. He did a good job with that. They, I, he had a lot of good uh, cheap uh, stuff there. So uh, another guy, a guy actually played <clears throat> with Stefan Marbury that was – on social today, Sean Marion, they announced that his uh, Hall of, or excuse me, Ring of Honor day is going to be December 15th versus the Knicks. And he had this to say about it. To the fans, you know, there's no matrix without you. And I can't wait to get back there. And um, we all partake in uh, me going up to the Raptors, man. And uh, thank you. It's going to be a great night. And uh, I can't wait. Can't hear it. So he he praised the fans uh, and basically said, there's no Matrix, there's no Sean Marion without Phoenix Suns fans. This is a far cry from, I'm going to wear Dallas Mavericks gear in an NBA Christmas Day commercial <laughs> while you guys it. get Mr. Orange. That ruined right. your whole Christmas that year, didn't it? It did. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's like finding out that, that your crazy uncle that comes there doesn't really like you or the rest of the family. He just shows up for the free food. <laughs> Yeah, no, I'm, I'm happy for Sean, man. And we yeah. talked about it uh, pre-show. Uh, this is long overdue. You know, there was a lot of stuff going on. And, I'm, I mean, Sean just needs to feel welcome, man. Yeah. Like, he loves the Valley. He's still here in the Valley. Uh, there's a lot of things behind the scenes that need to get taken care of. And Matt Ishbia, let me tell y'all something. If y'all love Matt Ishbia, understand he gets it. He, this guy just gets it right, man. He just gets it right. He knew exactly what to do when he bought this basketball team. He reached out to Sean. He reached out to Stat. Guys that are legendary Phoenix Suns that people want to see, that galvanize people. Um, and he did it right from jump. He said, man, this is home. Sean Marion, you're a Phoenix Sun, bro. You're the Matrix. This is home. And you deserve to be in the rafters. We're going to do you right. And now Sean wants to go to practice and wants to be around the players, wants to be around the team. Yeah. So <laughs> this is incredible, man, because this is a guy that I think, for my money, and, and we talked about this, this is a borderline Hall of Famer guy. Mm -hmm. Like, I think Sean is a guy that needs to be talked about more in the Hall of Fame situation. He is the prototypical 3&D. He's the guy that actually made 3&D cool. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, and, and, and so let's shout out to my man Sean the Matrix, man. I'm happy he's getting some love. Yeah, yeah. without Sean, there's no, there's no revolution in basketball the way we, we've seen it. Because he was that guy 
that everybody looked at and went, oh, well, that's intriguing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We could yeah. we could do that. And we could find a guy that can shoot the three a little bit better than him. Like, he yeah, was, he was that first evolutionary step to where we're getting with with this. Yeah. He's, yeah. he's a top five son of all time. And yeah. it's good to be able to repair that relationship and honor his time here because, you know, obviously he won a title elsewhere, but his best years yeah. as a player were here. Um, and it was kind of sad to see him identify more with the Mavericks to see Amari retire a Nick in his wine bath. Like we bring the wine back here. We need to bring it back here. Um, So I am glad that they're doing it right by inducting both of them this year, that they're giving each one their own separate night. I think that's cool too. Um, And it's amazing what, what you can do when your owner is just not a scumbag piece of dirt. Like it's nice. Yeah. I think that's kind of the easier part is like when it comes to Ishbia, the, it's like he didn't do the hard part. Like he's making the layups. Like right. he's doing. <laughs> he's Ishbia saw the layups and he took every single one of them and made them because it wasn't that hard to make Suns happy. Uh, Suns fans happy. Bring the old players back that hated us mm-hmm. and treat your players better <laughs> and not say wild stuff every once in a while. Like this wasn't really hard. And Ishbia came right in and just made the layups. And I, I think that's like the best compliment I can give. Him. Yeah, when the when the ceiling's <laughs> the floor and you're playing on a, a five foot Nerf hoop, I mean, you, it's pretty easy. I mean, these yeah. were things we all like looked at and went, "This franchise needs to do this to yeah. to make fans happy." Uh, you know, I'm glad I'm glad he has. The hard part was building a super team, mm. but the you know things like the Ring of Honor and and those things that have been done for the fans have been fantastic but you're right they were not the bar was in hell yeah it was not not rocket science we did not need to call josh dobbs in from the cardinals to figure this out yeah it's like going on a date with somebody that was trash and you get out of a relationship and they buy you dinner it's like the best thing that ever happened to you (laughs) it wasn't that hard for him to like to win us over like like, oh this is how i should have been treated all along so what what aaron said is we're all real easy (laughs) you put five dollars in my gas tank (laughs) (laughs) yes i will marry yeah, Aaron, you nailed that, bro. I, I can't, I'm telling you, I think you nailed that. I, I haven't heard no one say it that way. He made the layup. Yeah. Like, they were little layups, bro. Mm-hmm. A lot of this stuff was so simplistic. Anybody in this room probably would have thought to do it, um, except the guy that's, that left. Yeah, well, you know, he, he only got a $4 billion parachute on the way out. Yeah, so. yeah. Uh, one thing before we, we get off this topic is we kind of talked about it when it was announced about the Ring of Honor. But are we at a point where Devin Booker is the next guy to go into the ring? Or is there somebody before hmm. before Book that gets in? My Gerald's already looking at me like I, right, I don't so, wanna I don't wanna argue with you about Chris Paul again. Man. So here, here's the thing. Here, here's the thing. I'll 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 try to tee you up here, G, mm-hmm. because I, I think it's easy to just say, yeah, Devin's the next guy. Mm. I think it's premature to be like Chris Paul didn't play here long enough. He didn't do enough. I mean, he did some fantastic things. And um, <sighs> this is a tough one for me, man, because, I mean, the, the window was so short mm-hmm. with Chris Paul. And you, you wonder if you start to do that, do you water down the Ring of Honor, the criteria for it? Mm-hmm. Like, can you just come here in two years? <laughs> Shout out to Brandon. <laughs> 
Light, light, high. <laughs> Leandro, no. Le- Brandon, no. Brandon, no. Brandon, clean, no. Shout out my boy Brandon. No. So, <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't realize that Leandro Barbosa was such a controversial figure for the Suns fandom. Like, yeah. I like him. Some I people just, love him, and is. some people are like, he was so overrated. Keep him I'm, out of the no, ring I, of I, honor. I love him, but I love ring him. of honor? Yeah, like, no, no I, 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 get, I totally get that. Are putting Tim Kempton up there next? Like, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> hey, I got some Tom Cookley out of take. <laughs> 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 and, nah, so listen, if if I'm being honest, I, I just don't think Chris did enough here longevity wise to get there. Um, so I think Book is the next guy. Um, but I do feel bad saying that because what Chris did Chris did for us is something that we only saw twice before him getting to the finals. So uh if he won, how about that? I'm if he'd have won the championship, I'm, absolutely. I'm build him a damn statue at that I think this is crazy. Like, I'm with him. Like, I think 14 for 14 in a closeout game, doing all that stuff. I think he did enough. Like, he Ring helped change the culture. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think the finals run, like, all of that is enough. I mean, I know it was longer, but Steve Nash didn't get us to the finals. Like, yeah, I think yeah, that. He didn't like, get two MVPs. Yeah. And he had two and, stints Right, that's why he's in there. Yeah. <laughs> and, he, and, he, and he had two stints with the Suns. The first one, people kind of roll over, but... He had more of a resume with the Suns. He did, but the the only case against Chris Paul is the longevity thing. And we've got a guy in there who's, you know, he won an MVP, obviously got the Suns to the finals, but Chuck was only here for four seasons, and that was enough to get him in. Chris Paul, if you look at the last decade before he arrived and the way that it went, the win percentage, all of that, the trajectory of this team, how we were very likely gonna run book out of town if we didn't start putting talent around him and the impact that chris had in his three years here like i I just Hmm. he's got more all nba and all-star selections than alvin adams who is in the ring of honor already he's got as many all nba selections during his time here as tom chambers in his five seasons and as many as walter davis in 11 with phoenix those guys are both in the ring of honor like I love it. Jill didn't impact. know we were going here, and he's already oh, got he's right. Because I literally wrote these <laughs> notes the last time we did this. So I just did a fucking control. He had an impact on this franchise and where it is heading now. We're not where we are without Chris Paul. And the fact that we've only been to the finals three times in our franchise's history, and he was the catalyst along with Book behind one of them, like I, I just don't care that he was only here for three years. In terms of impactful players in this franchise's history, there are very few that are above Chris Paul, even if he was only here for a limited time. Can I show you some personal growth? Sure. Is that yeah? I'm warming up to this idea. I think but I <laughs> with one caveat. Okay. <laughs> if oh, they soft. win a title mm-hmm. in the in the next two years, because he helped build that foundation. And I think at that point, you can go he helped lead to this and I would be more okay with it at that point. Uh, I, I understand the idea that mm. longevity shouldn't be a huge part of this. And I think that's fair. See, so I, I don't like, know. It can be. That, it, I think it can be. Because but I think Alvin there are exceptions. Adams, yeah. Alvin Adams makes sense because of his longevity rookie of the year, mm-hmm. helped them get to their first finals. That from a longevity standpoint makes sense. But if you put up the stats that he did in a four or three or four year span, he wouldn't have been in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I think if Chris Paul, like say Chris Paul, re- we won in 2021 and Chris Paul retired after, would you be fine with putting him in after that? One year, got a ring. It's yes. funny you say it's funny you say that because I'm I'm gonna bring up I'm gonna I'm gonna bring up Kawhi. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna bring up Kawhi. Kawhi's in the ring on in Toronto. Yes. Yeah. 
One damn year. Yeah. yeah. He, won he had title. one of the biggest shots yeah. at that time, too. <laughs> Without him, you don't have a title. That's the thing. The, a ring changes it all, right? Mm. A ring changes everything, especially in a town like this, because they're so starved for it. Yeah. I, I don't care. Put the whole damn first team well, that that's my the ring that's, in the that's ring. That's my problem. That's my problem. If Ish Wainwright's the 15th man on this roster and they win a ring this year, put freaking Ish Wainwright <laughs> okay. in the ring. I'm, I'm that's, not, that's, that's my. That, that's, that's, <laughs> you just have to go too far the other way. That's <laughs> my problem because, like, okay, we win a ring this year, and then, I don't know, the following year, Brad Bill goes somewhere else. Brad Bill's in the ring honor? Like we can't, we gotta draw a okay. line, bro. It's a ring of honor. But Brad Bill's but, but like it's a ring of honor. That but that's team, the though. thing is, yeah, there's not there's not a ton of guys that are in the ring of honor that haven't been here for a long time. And I, and I think if you look at the history of this franchise and dividing it up into eras, there's gonna be that era of Devin Booker and Chris Paul. And and I, get and, that. and I don't understand what like it's not like there's that many people in our ring of honor. Like we're watering it down. I feel like if you put Chris Paul in that ring of honor, you're honoring a guy who came to your franchise and changed it for the better after a decade of misery, after being the laughing stock of the league for a literal decade. I, I just, I don't think you can diminish the fact that they went to the finals, especially okay. if you're a franchise that has never won a ring. Like if we were sitting here play on 10 championships as the Suns, yeah. it'd be like, well, no, they, like, they yeah, just went like, to the finals. Yeah, it's like, sorry. He We've only gotten there three see, times. He, he, here's, <laughs> my, here's my problem with this. And, and gee, I'm with you. I'm with both mm -hmm. of y'all. Like, I come on, man. Point guard, I respect Chris Paul. I'm, I'm, this isn't a Chris Paul thing. It's a standard thing. Like, all right, who was here longer, Mikael and Cam or CP? Yeah, but look, no, no, no. Answer the question: Mikael and Cam or CP? Well, who was course. here longer? I, I, I think Mikael and Cam was the same amount, wasn't it? No, Mikael no. came a year before. Mikael and Cam were both here before CP, right? But they didn't have any All NBA. No, all so that's that's my problem. Are mm -hmm. we talking about what they did before they got to Phoenix? No, or are we just strictly talking All NBA? He did, he did, so. he he did because we had yeah, the, two of them. Yeah, and uh, okay, one thing. God, I'm you guys turned me into a freaking Chris Paul defender on this. I told you I didn't want to. How argue the about hell this. did I make this whole whole roundabout? The other thing that I don't think you can under undervalue with Chris Paul was this was the cesspool of the NBA uh, for the ten years before. Mm -hmm. Chris Paul coming and saying I want to be here changed the trajectory of a lot of things perception wise. Mm -hmm. Now. That sounds like I'm poo-pooing on the Rick, the Ricky Rubio no. effect the year before. He he helped to get people in the mindset of look what this team can do. Mm -hmm. But Chris Paul, a an undoubted Hall of Famer, a guy that still was playing unbelievably well in OKC, saying, "I want to come to Phoenix." But Devin Booker's that guy. But did he, did he want to come to Phoenix or did he want to win a ring? He saw a team in the bubble. That played him head to head. He knows Devin's that guy. He's got a relationship with Book, mm -hmm. and he made a business decision. Yeah. This, let's not paint this out as Chris Paul went to his house and pulled all his shirt and he got a son's tattoo no, on his chest. No, but he he's like, I want to be in Phoenix. He chose but Devin yeah. Booker. Right. He chose and Devin Booker, Booker is the Phoenix Suns. Yeah, right I get now. that. So he, so he did, chose Phoenix. You're right. No, you're right. But <laughs> I'm a guys. Listen, I I think these things. So I'm a I'm from New York, New Jersey. I'm a Yankee fan. I know what it takes to get into the Yankees. Monument Park, right? Mm -hmm. You just don't go to the Yankees and play two years and win away. And you like that don't happen. Yeah, but the Yankees have won like twenty titles. Yeah. I get that. I get that. <laughs> but I, I just feel like the Ring of Honor has that. You got to draw the line somewhere, man. Like I, I just don't think there's enough time 
for Chris that I'm okay with. And then hold on. Oh, uh, we're going to talk about all the stuff he did coming in, but we're not going to talk about the way he exited. No, I think that's Are we going to ignore that? I think Wait, that's why we're he, fighting oh, on the this. The way he exited was he had an option to stay. He could have stayed and took less money and chose, hell no, I'm not coming off the bench. I'm not taking less money. I go, who, I go okay, to Golden State and beat I go to Golden State and beat He got traded to the Wizards and then traded again. And he also wasn't going to give up like $30 million. Like, I wouldn't well, they, do that. They, it was, it was going to go from 30 to 19. Okay. That was the if option. I, Drop down from 30 to 19, Chris. You want to win a championship? We're trying to build a championship team. We're going to get another piece. Come, come stay. And he said, nah, I'd rather kick your ass with the Warriors. Hold he up. ain't coming in my ring. If I tell you tomorrow, <laughs> no, I'm, I'm keeping it 100, man. I'm keeping it 100. Oh, man. If I, oh, man. No, if I tell you you got to take a 25% pay cut, you ain't going to take it. But hey, we might win an Emmy this year. <laughs> well, if you tell me that, if you if you tell me that 10 years from now and I've already made 50 million, hell yeah, I'm taking a 20. We're all in a better spot. No, if I'm, just saying, I'm just saying, this perspective is real. Chris has made enough money. I'm not going to get into people's finances. Like, what they, they, they do what they do. I'm just saying, if we're going to talk about, if we're going to paint the picture like Chris was in the bubble and oh my God, he picked Phoenix and he picked Devin Booker. He could have stood with Phoenix and Devin Booker, but he chose not to. That was more his choice because his number was too high. That's what it comes down okay. to. You want to win a championship, you got to drop your number and allow us to put more pieces around. And he chose the latter. He said, no, I'll, I'll keep mean, the high number. I feel like the money that's promised to me is my number. <laughs> like, <Yeah. that's> like, <laughs> my number might be higher than that. You signed the contract. I, I signed I, the contract. Yeah. That's the contract. I, I think right? we were kind of out before well, that. that like, it wasn't like one of those things like, he didn't want the system that we knew that we had to play to win. Like that mm -hmm. was the biggest beef with Chris Paul to me. It's like he was out on the system that we needed. We needed him to shoot more threes. He didn't do that. Mm -hmm. We needed him to play off ball. He didn't do that. Like it was just stunning everybody's growth at that point to just have somebody pound the rock and run pick and roll right. and just kind of do things their way and nobody else's. So I just think it ran its course. And I don't look back on that as like a negative thing. It's Chris Paul. Like mm -hmm. he's got, he's a hall of famer. If he wants to do things his way, he can do them. But to win a championship, I just don't think it was going to work at that point. Like, yeah. So he needed to go, but he should still be in the ring line. And we, and we can't <laughs> hold a, the way players leave against this franchise, considering the way the bad blood between Sean Marion and this franchise for years, justified as it was, like Barkley. Like we've had a lot of legends that have yeah. left here and haven't been on good terms with us for years. Um, I don't think Chris getting traded twice fits that same category. I, I just... Like you look at the people that we have in the ring honor, we don't have like that many, especially like as a franchise that's never won a title. I just I have a real hard problem looking at the highs and lows of this franchise and not honoring Chris Paul's contributions to where the Suns are now, especially because like, yes, he achieved a lot of what he achieved in his career elsewhere. But like one of the greatest point guards of all time passed through your halls and wanted to come and play here and help get you to the finals. I, I do think that matters. Um, and in terms of guys that should get in before him, I think book would get in after him because he's obviously going to be playing a lot more years. Yeah. Um, the only one that I think Brendan brought it up in the chat that might make sense before anybody else is, is Mike D'Antoni. Yeah. Mike D just that, that, and, and Monty too, honestly. Yeah. Monty is hey, higher. Damn, Monty is higher. Monty is higher than all but. No, 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 no. None of this is on the list, by the way. We weren't Monty, supposed to talk about Monty this. Monty is <laughs> higher than all but what? 
three coaches in Suns franchise history in terms of wins. He got us to the finals once. He's second in playoff wins. Like, if you don't think Monty deserves to be in the ring of honor, you don't know fucking Suns history. I'm telling you right now. Speaking about higher than anybody, I think you are right now. Just what I said. I heard fourth in wins all time, second in playoff wins. How the fuck are you going to keep that guy out of the ring of honor? How are you going to keep that out of the ring of honor? All right. Y'all, y'all are suffering from recency bias. If you don't think Monty deserves to be no, in the ring I mean, of honor, I mean, I'm listen, the stats, the stats back it up. Keeping I mean, if you if got, Monty you got wins, in, you got coach of the year, you made it to the finals, you turn the team around. I, I get it. If Monty goes it. in, Chris Paul has to go in. That's what I'm saying. He so, has to. I mean, all these guys right. are getting. Let's throw JJ Crowder. Welcome, brothers. Let's throw, let's throw JJ Crowder in. Put Mikael in there. You know, without his defense, Eric. Yeah, yeah. We took some side streets, but we got there. Nah, I mean, listen, I'm, 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 dude, just caping for DeAndre and Jay Crowder for value. That's no, where I'll draw, the line. Right. I'll draw the line. You know what I'm caping for right now? Our friends over at Game Time. Because when you sign up, you're going to get $20 off your first purchase when you use the code PHNX. And with that $20, you would get into the Suns home opener on the 28th for 21 bucks. That's right. Home opener for 21 bucks. Those tickets are going for $41 right now on game time. It is the best place to buy your tickets for concerts, for sporting events, for anything around the Valley that you're interested in going to. Super easy. You can download the game time app, create an account, use that promo code PHNX. You can get those $20 off. Terms apply. Uh, and just download the app. You can save money on last-minute tickets if you're a procrastinator like me. You can wait till day of and save money. Nothing else in life works quite like this. You want to buy an airline ticket last minute? You're paying out the nose for it, right? <laughs> you you want to buy a lot of things last minute? You are paying extra. But with game time, you're going to save uh, lowest price on last-minute tickets. Guaranteed. And I want to welcome a new sponsor of the show. So much. I brought a prop today. Oh, did you? Uh, yeah. What do we our, got? our friends at Hero Bread, Bread? are here. Look uh, at yes. this. A loaf of our, bread. Uh, hey, hey. <laughs> Give me a slice. Know, you know, you want a slice right here. Slice, I slice eat it up right there. <laughs> Hero Bread. Our friends, our friends in the Discord <laughs> love the bread. They do. And there's a lot That's to true. love about this. <laughs> Hero Bread. This for like four weeks in the back. No, no. This is brand new Hero Bread. Uh, you know, I'm on I'm on a diet, right? I'm, I'm trying to get slim uh, for the people there. Uh, okay. And this is high fiber, low carb, zero sugar. Okay. Zero sugar per slice. None, none of that hidden stuff that you're getting in other bread. My that, wife will that's like going to make you balloon up and look like me. All right. <laughs> I want you to look like the after photo. Flex. Bro. All right. That hero <laughs> bread is here for you. And right now, if you use the code PHNX at hero.co, you're going to save 10% off here. They also have tortillas. I had. Uh, an enchilada made on one of those tortillas. Our friend Petey uh, had that the other day. I tried it on camera, and it was spectacular. I loved that as well. So right now, Hero Bread is offering you, the viewer, 10% off your first order. Just go to Hero.co and use that code PHNX to save on Hero Bread. That's Hero, H-E-R-O dot C-O to save 10% today and yes Lindsay, bread should be in the ring of honor it is part of a balanced diet and part of our talk in discord almost every week so aaron uh, we have a, a very much a love affair with bread if you were not aware on this program uh, you know who else i'm starting to have a love affair with is katie watching him on the court not not 
not <laughs> Gerald's fan. No, Gerald, I am not breaking that's, news. That's one hell of a transition there. <laughs> I am, I'm there. loving KD's game. I'm loving him off the court mm-hmm. as well. He gives uh, he gives his honest take on a lot of stuff, right? And yesterday, one of the things that he was very honest on was how exactly this offense is going to be able to play and how opponents are going to be able to potentially defend uh, them. And I loved his honesty in this, in this clip and him talking about, honestly, when you look at how many weapons this team has and how they're going to be able to play, how are you actually going to, you know, be able to guard these guys? And I'm not sure you're going to be able to. Yeah. It's going to be tough. These guys are dogs. These guys are dogs. Offensively, I mean, you're talking about three basketball savants that are at the top of their game. But sometimes I think about it from the other perspective, man. I'm losing sleep. I'm pulling my hair out. <laughs> like, I'm like, how the hell do I figure this out? It's like, it's like a movie. I'm like, come on, man. I can't. These guys are going to score. Like, you pick your poison. Yeah, how many what are these, you doing, G? How many of these like, teams wishing they hired Frank Vogel right now? <laughs> oh, that guy might be able to figure out how to stop yeah. these guys. Let's actually hear from KD, though, because I did a really shitty job of uh, kind of giving you the overview of what he said. <laughs> you know, the guys that command respect out here. Both you know, drives to the rim is going to be guys coming over and converting. Same with Bradley. Same with myself. Uh, in different, on different areas of the floor, so to open up everything for everyone. Can't guard all of us at once, you know. So, especially when guys like Book can command a double team, myself, Brad can command a double team. It's gonna be tough on the backside. So, um, play fundamentally sound ball. Don't turn the ball over. Rebound. We'll be in solid shape on offense. Gerald, you were there in in person for this. Mm-hmm. Uh, you and your tiny mic. Uh, and uh, <laughs> what uh, to me, there's been a lot of and and you've seen it online in particular yes. since you tweeted out the clip. There's been a lot of backlash to this was he really it didn't to me this didn't sound like he was uh patting himself on the back he was answering a question about about this offense no people want their money quote and so they focus on the you can't guard all of us at once and and that was the quote that i put on there followed by a description of what he was explaining to us which is how you know it's a it's a common fact that him Bradley Beal, Devin Booker are guys that command double teams. And when you have three of them on the court at the same time and you have to double at least one of them, it's going to open up a lot on the backside. So he was talking about this from a basketball perspective in terms of what having that big three can free up elsewhere. Um, And we've seen it in the first four preseason or three preseason preseason games where they've actually played. So he was giving a basketball answer to a basketball question, but everybody took that quote and thought he was like, you know, talking about, oh, they can't, nobody can guard us. Like, that's what he's saying. Um, and all of the, like, you know, Legion hoops and clutch points and all these aggregators, like, took the clip, ran with it. Everybody's commenting on it, saying, like, oh, there's only one ball, or, well, who are they going to guard on the other oh. end? And, like, it drives me nuts because the one thing they've been hammering home in these training camp availabilities after games, after practices is like the defensive end of the floor, like Frank Vogel being a defensive coach, uh, Kevin Durant and Devin Booker leading the charge on defense and being their best defenders in training camp to set the tone 
for everybody else. Um, you know, Kevin Durant talking after games about how like our offense was clicking in this preseason game, but it started when we started getting stops because we were trading buckets early with the Pistons. We were trading buckets early with the Blazers. And when we yep. started getting stops, we were able to push the pace like we are designed to do and get guys in cross matches and get points up. And so it just drives me crazy because none of those quotes about defense exploded. <laughs> yeah. Like Kevin Durant saying that there's a perception about superstars not playing defense never blew up. But this one, of course, is going to get all the attention because it's the sexy quote, because yeah. it allows people to continue perpetuating these these narratives that they want and to dunk on things like people don't want to learn about the game of basketball and listen to these guys share their knowledge on it. They just want to dunk on stuff online. Well, see, yeah. see, Gerald, then you need to tell KD that he has to tell you that nobody can score on it. And then everybody will listen about it. <laughs> and then defense. bounce out. Yeah, bounce out. I think, like, it's KD saying it. He can say the sky is blue, and you know just the perception he has now, they're going to say it's not. Like, I think if Vogel had that same exact quote, it wouldn't have blown up. If he was just like, it's simple basketball. If you have to guard our, if you have to double one of our best players and leave another one of our players open, that sounds like it's going to be easy to score. I think if Vogel was the one saying that, then yeah, everybody would be like, that sounds like simple basketball. You double somebody, leave a good person open, they make the shot. It's really easy. But if KD <laughs> say, but if KD say it, it's KD saying it. And mm -hmm. he just has so much attached to him now and so much hate that is attached to him now. It's always going to blow up like this. If he says something, extremely regular and extremely normal it's just going to turn into this <laughs> you, you know we going i'm a, we were talking about chuck let's go back to a chuck comment which one remember remember, <laughs> remember, the, remember the one when he was in philly and they asked him that question he said uh the object of the game is to score more points than the other team. Mm -hmm. Remember that famous one? Mm -hmm. Damn, bro. I mean, it's not rocket science. <laughs> like, if it walks like a duck, it quack like a duck. Don't call it a damn hyena. It's a duck. <laughs> like, we're going to score. We're, we're going to have a good chance every night to outscore the other team. Mm -hmm. Now, I don't care how that looks. Honestly, I want they're going to play defense. I think they're going to be good defensively. But I, I don't care if it's 125 to 119. I mean, at the end of the day, these guys are that good offensively. And I keep hearing about how, you know, the defense and the switching and who's going to do this and who's going to do that. And I'm sitting here like, why don't we talk about what the other team's going to have when we're on, when we have the ball? Like, what are they doing? Mm -hmm. are, are they going to be able to switch? Are they going to be able to play man to man? Are they going to be able to do some of the things that they're saying we can't do on the other end? Like, come on, man, let's balance it out a little bit. It's basketball. I think we get too scientific with it. Three of the best scores in the world on the same team. Figure it out. Um, they'll be all right. Well, yeah. I mean, honestly, if you're in a track meet, I mean, these guys are the Usain Bolts of basketball. Like, who? What other? What other team is, is going to let's let's just talk about it like it is. We, we don't care about regular season. It's which which other team in the NBA is going to in a track meet be able to outscore you? four out of seven games, even if defense becomes optional, like everybody seems to think. I would take my chances with these three over most, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's one of those things where I, I look at around the league and there are very few teams that I think defensively can keep up with the Suns' firepower, like Boston, obviously. Mm -hmm. um, Denver, not necessarily because of the defense, but because of the offense that they yeah, bring to the table. Fair. They're another team that yeah. could potentially gun with the Suns, but it's a very limited group of teams in that category. Um, and, and it's just funny to me that the offensive quote is the one that blew up the one time he says something about the offensive end. Right. And when he's been preaching about defense this whole time, him, Vogel, Book, everybody involved, 
Um, but nobody wants to hear about that because the narrative is that the Suns are not good defensively, that this big three is the Brooklyn Nets big three all over again, which is just like watch sense. a game of basketball once maybe <laughs> before you go and make that comparison because yeah. on and off the court, it makes zero sense. Um, so the way that this blew up, I'm actually writing about the big three tomorrow and the way that they are gelling on offense on and off the court. And then next week will be about defense. But y'all made me mad with this reaction and the way it blew up because now I got to write a whole damn feature about it. Can I, yo, G, can I, but I, everybody, wasn't last year everyone averaged 110. Is that right? I think that so, the yeah. the first year ever yeah. that every team averaged 110. I believe so, yeah. Man, who the hell playing defense? <laughs> like, for Fair. real, man. Everybody averaged 110. Like, that ain't defense, man. Cut it out. Like, there's no defensive juggernauts, man. Like, if everybody's averaging 110, man, come on, man. There's, well, there's everyone except for the Miami Heat. <laughs> what was it? They were 109.5. Oh, okay. <laughs> Miami's the problem, man. Y'all got to get it together, man. You know? But, yeah, so, I mean, are we really talking? We're not talking 80s and 90s basketball. We're watching the Knicks and Pacers, 78, 79. Like, that's not happening no more. And so you start to – I know people hate this, Gerald and, and, and Aaron and Greg. I, I know people hate this because it was Dan Tony that said it, right? He was like, our, our defense is our offense, right? Mm. And people like to – I mean, this is true now. Like, this is true. Like, there are going to be times where we're going to look and we're going to be playing a certain opponent. We're going to say, yo, our, our, de our best defense is our offense. Our ability to go up 15 is going to be how we beat teams. Yeah. Um, like I was saying earlier, like, the Suns in the last five years haven't ranked higher than 19 in three-point attempts. Mm. And I think that's just going to be the game changer in general. Like, we had really good offenses under Monty, but we weren't getting them up. And we were just kind of playing with our hands behind our back like some of these games because we were trading threes for twos. I think it was game two against the Nuggets. Yeah. I think we had like four three-point attempts by halftime or something. Yeah, I think you just can't play like that. And I just, with the offense that we have now, we're just going to get threes up. And I think if we can even get to that 15 range, I think we're going to be higher than that. But 19 and making it to the final still or going having the best record you ever had and you still haven't gotten past, like gotten higher than 19 three-point attempts a game, I think just getting out of that zone and getting up the same amount that really, really good shooting teams have I think that's going to be special to watch. Yeah, I mean, you know the meme, no lies detected. Like when I when <laughs> I watch this KD clip, this team's played what four preseason games or after averaging sixty six and a half points in the first half of these games. Uh, Devin Booker and KD have the highest offensive efficiency of anybody in the preseason. They're one and two in the NBA, and this is a group that's been playing together what three weeks. Like, mm. yeah, they, I don't see how you could think that they won't be dangerous offensively. But to the defensive side of it, Frank Vogel has has coached 10 years as a head coach, I believe nine out of those years, he has had a top 10 defense. Like, <laughs> I, I think he's only once not had a top 10 defense in the NBA. You cannot tell me that they will not play good defense uh, here. Maybe Will they be number one? No, they're not going to be number one, but they're going to play solid team defense enough where it's going to be, uh, you know, it's not going to be problematic yeah. for, for me. I, I think if they're top 15, they can win an NBA championship. If mm. they're top 10, y'all ain't got a fucking chance. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. That's what I'm saying. Right? You know, one of my favorite things to eat, there's no good transition from that. Flex, oh, my bad, bro. Flex just killed it. My on bad, that. bro. <laughs> I, uh, 
You know what's fucking great? Burrito <laughs> Express. There you go. There you go. Uh, they are one of my favorite restaurants here in the Valley to get a burrito. Quick burrito. Sometimes that's just what you want, right? Uh, you want a meal like that. Uh, they've got some of the best. Uh, multiple Valley locations, which is fantastic. No matter where you are, you can find a Burrito Express. My favorite is the one in Tempe. It's kind of centrally located from where I live and where I work, so I can stop in. Put it in the burrito holder, Aaron. That's the cup holder. We call them a burrito holder in the car if you didn't know. They're also great uh, with the community service aspect here in town. Uh, and they provide us with uh, with free food on the regular. And I do not complain when the food is free. Everybody knows that. So go grab a burrito and follow Burrito Express on Twitter at Burrito EXP. That's at Burrito EXP. Uh, and if you're driving around, going to get your burrito you need a good pair of sunglasses because it's still bright as hell out there even though uh we're in fall here and if you want to get a good pair of sunglasses shady rays has you covered uh you can get 50 percent off two pairs or more of the world's best polarized sunglasses yeah i'm saying it the world's best polarized sunglasses uh if you use that promo code phnx it is gear built to last but guess what they have one of the best guarantees in the business. If you lose or break your glass, sunglasses, they are going to take care of you. And if you're blind as a bat like I am, they have prescription sunglasses as well. They'll take care of you. So uh, exclusively, again, for our viewers, Shady Rays is giving out the best deal of the season. Go to ShadyRays.com. Use the promo code PHNX. You're going to get 50% off two pairs or more. You can buy one for yourself, give one as a gift this time of year, try for yourself the Shades rated five stars by over 250,000 people. Gerald, you were out at practice today. A few things uh, came up. Uh, the biggest one was Frank Vogel saying that these guys, the most of the roster, the main guys, are going to play uh, 20 to 30 minutes well into the second half. I believe we have Frank talking about that. Uh, yeah, we're going to play most of our guys, you know, and. Um... You know, try to get them, uh, you know, our, our main guys some second half minutes. You know, uh, I don't know if we'll finish the game with them, but just, uh, you know, a little more work, try to get them up, you know, high high 20s, low 30s uh, in terms of minutes to continue to build their conditioning, get them ready for opening night. What did, what did you make of this, Gerald, while you're out there? I think it makes sense. I know a lot of people are kind of reacting like, why are the Suns going to play their starters in this last preseason game? We've seen enough, um, keep them healthy for the regular season. And I, I get the fear of wanting to keep guys healthy, but like we still have a whole week until the regular yeah. season starts and they've played like 15, maybe 20 minutes max in these preseason games. So it's a matter of, like he said, getting their conditioning up a little bit, getting their wind, um, getting their legs underneath them. You know, he, he, I followed up about how he approaches the next week when the regular season doesn't start till Tuesday. And he was saying like, obviously we're going to stay healthy. We're not going to overdo it, but we are going to approach this like we need to get our conditioning up. Okay. We need to be ready uh, to do what we need to do to win on opening night. So that's kind of their focus right now. So we will probably see the big three or the starters approach 30 minutes, 25 mm -hmm. minutes in that range. You know, I saw something yesterday we talked about. I think it was the uh, Richard Jefferson video, mm -hmm. right? And I, I couldn't believe what I was seeing. Uh, he was talking about KD Book and Beal. Beal only played 31 minutes this preseason. Yeah, he missed that like, one game. Like, you know so. what I'm saying? So when you look at it from that angle, mm -hmm. you're like, yo, 
dog, yeah, we got to play. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, you got to play. And then Book only got 50 and KD only got 50. So when you look at it from that lens, it's like, yeah, you know what, man? Like, we're revving up for the season. You can't. Like, scared money don't make money. Scared money don't make money, man. Go out there, hoop up. You don't want to do nothing reckless. And I don't think anybody in that game is going to be out there trying to be reckless. But, yeah, condition is important. Let them get a little more bump. And then, like you say, got a week before uh, we get really popping. So, yeah, I, I didn't want them to play. But when I saw that yesterday, it really dawned on me. I'm like, damn, 31 minutes for Bill? Yeah, you got to get out there and thump a little bit. Yeah, I just want the starters to play more together so they can mesh. Like, they just haven't – we played some weird lineups in these preseasons. And mm-hmm. I think we put Gordon and Grayson Allen out there with uh, Book. Like, a couple – like, I just think we've been doing so much wild <laughs> stuff that they need to play the actual lineups that are going to be playing against not each other. Like, they've only been playing against each other with the starters. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I just want to see them play – a good Laker team, get the bumps, play against some actual like talent with your talent and kind of just see what it looks like before you get to open it day. Yeah. Dave McMenamin, uh, who covers the Lakers also had a tweet that said, uh, Darvin ham said, quote, we're going to come in and play a real normal competitive basketball game and see how we fit together in long stretches. He also mentioned that Gabe Vincent, uh, is going to be back. He participated in practice. So they're going to play the Let's full complement of guys too. So, uh, so the, the people, the fine people of Palm desert are going to probably get uh, one hell of a show when uh, you might've thought you were going to see a whole hell lot of uh, fourth string guys there out in Palm desert. I just like the quote. It sounds like it came from like a robot or something. <laughs> we are going to play a normal competitive real game. <laughs> we are I was going fine with both scenarios, by the way, I'd watch yeah. Jordan go and play 40. I don't care. I do too. My guy. Is, is My Dar- guy. Is Darvin Ham just using chat GPT for his press conferences now? I don't know. Uh, yeah. So I look, it, it'll make for an interesting game where maybe we thought, it wasn't going to be as interesting, aside from seeing Jordan Goodwin get 52 steals in 40 minutes. <laughs> uh, so I like it. Give me a dress rehearsal. Let's see it. You got five games before that, or five days before that opening game in Golden State. So it's not as if they're turning around playing two days later. Right. You can make that argument that, hey, rest the guys at that. But, yeah, get, get, some, get some win. Run some of your actual sets probably to try to play a little bit more of the defense that you're likely going to play, get locked in for, for opening night because you don't get an easy start. You get yeah. Golden mm-hmm. State and the Lakers yeah. on the road, both on national television. You're going to be under the microscope right away. You might as well put yourself in a position to exceed. Yeah, I and agree. I, and I think he's going to use it as a real run. Like We don't know if Eric Gordon or Grayson's going to be first off the bench. We don't know if Book's going to play all first, like, entire first quarters again or how he's just gonna like just do the bench in general like i want to see how he does a lot of that stuff yeah, coming yeah. Up. i agree yeah I'm, I'm intrigued to see the defensive side of things as well go ahead, go uh, ahead. bradley beal also talked to the media today and uh, spoke about the big three let's hear what he had to say it's great man it's you know we're still working it uh still putting more plays and sets in the thing i just love the most is just they just love the hoop man and it just makes it easier for everybody because uh, they're not like big high mains guys like they just they don't need a lot sometimes they need to scream sometimes they don't you know so i think it just makes it easier for everybody just our continuity right now but still a lot of stuff we got to work, work i mean this feels like the the general thing we've heard this whole preseason from all three mm-hmm. uh, of the big three and frank vogel include these guys just are all about basketball and are very locked in on just going out there and playing ball 
it's it's an underrated part of why this big three is so different than the last one. And not to say that, you know, Kyrie Irving and James Harden don't like to hoop, but like they weren't KD, all about it. Right. KD, <laughs> Book, and Beal are just about that. They don't care about the other stuff. Um, and it's it, they've kind of like found each other as kindred spirits. Like yeah. Bradley Beal was saying one of the things that stood out to him was when he first got the call that the trade was going to happen and he connected with Book and Beal, they were like, all right, let's get in the gym. Yeah. And to him, that was huge because yeah. he was like, all right, let's just be about the work. Let's do the work. Let's put in the work. You know, they're pretty frequently the last three guys, them and a recovering Ish Wainwright, shout out to Ish, are the last four guys to leave the gym most times. And it's those three on their own basket doing the same drills, going through the same shot motions, repetitions, like they're all about getting those reps in. And they understand that they have a special opportunity in front of them to really do something this year. So it's, you know, we could talk about the basketball side of things, about how they're different from the Nets big three in terms of all of these guys can play on or off the ball, but just fundamentally off the court, they're not ones that are going to get caught up in the distractions yeah. and all the headlines and stuff like that. They just want to go hoop. You mean they're not going to go to strip clubs and spend time in the dark recesses <laughs> yeah. of Reddit I mean, trying no, to find weird I mean, they might, theories? but only no, after no. a hoop session. That's a great point. And, and listen, I was in New York. I was right in the mix of that Brooklyn thing, okay? And I know a lot of people around that situation. The difference is, is if, like, in a perfect world, and I'm being 100% honest here, guys, in a perfect world, if you took Devin Booker, Kevin Durant, Brad Beal, and say, yo, what's a perfect night for you? Sitting around the couch watching basketball mm -hmm. at the crib. Now, KD might go to Harden and be like, yo, bro, want to watch some tape? Harden might be like, yo, little baby in town. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm keeping it real. Yo, Kyrie, you want to watch some tape? You yeah, I'm going to go save the world, bro. I'm trying to save the world, bro. You don't know what tape it is. I'm trying to save the world tonight, bro. I'll see you tomorrow. Like, it's, they're different people. And they say shot at them. It's just that's what they are, man. And you're talking about a, a mature Brad Beal who is all about basketball. Like, this guy is mature. Family He's a family basketball. man. Oriented. Yeah, let's sit on the film. Let's watch some film. Let's sit on the couch and chill. Books are a homebody who is all about basketball, and so is KD. And so you couldn't find three better guys at the right times in their career to do this. Um, and Chris was much like that. You know, Chris was a guy that would sit home all day and just watch basketball. Right. So, so they're hoops nerds like us. I like it. <laughs> I can finally say I got something in common with Devin Booker, Bradley Beal, and uh, and Kevin. Yeah, you need to stop by. <laughs> oh, you get me the invite. Just ring, yeah, just ring the bell, and they'll let you in, bro. Well, hey you guys, better have books on. I'm wearing on. the book chapter one. <laughs> Should I get the club? You better have the chapter ones on, bro. <laughs> I brought the OGs. <laughs> no, does that work? Like, I can uh, bro. There you go. But yeah, you know, that would make me feel like a winner, but I don't think it's ever going to happen. Mm. But what can happen is I can win some money with our friends over at DraftKings. Uh, and right now they got a fantastic <laughs> deal for you. The NFL season in full swing uh, now. And if you use that code PHNX, you're going to score $200 in bonus bets instantly when you only bet $5. So I can do math. That's $195 worth go. of value there for free. That you're going to get, and uh, you can bet on anything. Hoops, NFL, college football, college basketball is coming up. Cricket, I've done that before on the DraftKings uh, app. The color of Lindsay's beanie on the show, I believe. Uh, that's a, a line you can bet on as well. So uh, head over 
to the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Download it now. Uh, enter that code PHNX, and any new customer can score uh, $200 in bonus bets instantly when you bet five on any NFL game. That's code PHNX only on DraftKings Sportsbook app, an official betting partner of the NFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY to 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit CP or ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot, Boot Hill Casino and Resort Kansas, licensee partner Golden Nugget, Lake Charles, Louisiana, 21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario because apparently they're not fun. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms for eligibility and deposit restrictions, term and terms and responsible gaming gaming resources. <laughs> That part doesn't seem right, but that's what it says. Uh, the lawyers did not re- write that part about Ontario. By to, the way. to our to our two Suns fans in Ontario, I'm very sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Again, if you're out is there, is this Canada? Isn't there an Ontario in California? Which Ontario are we talking about? Yeah, I need to know because I need to avoid it because it does not sound fun there. Yeah, that's t- we we need to read that, that part and have a yeah. a read that we can rattle off there, like the Shane one that we yeah that, that was that, that was more <laughs> difficult than I. Thought. That yeah, I was hearing you like, yo, we need an oxygen mask when it's over. I did it in one breath. Yeah. I mean, yeah. uh, Aaron, we're going to end this show by talking about you. Ugh. All right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did you sign the 10 day yet with the team? No. Uh, look, man, I want, I want to know your story. How did you become a Suns fan and what got you so interested in this team that you'd sit here and do this kind of stuff? Um. Uh, I moved here from Gary, Indiana, so like my family's all Bulls fans, but we moved here in like right after the finals when the thing 93? happened. Yeah. <laughs> so like uh we moved here and it was just uh Kevin Johnson yeah. <laughs> came <laughs> came and read to us in second grade and I was just like, All right, this is kinda cool. This is a long time ago, guys. Just, <laughs> just, just let me finish the story. <laughs> and then, <laughs> Uh, all right. I'm not even gonna go there. Just finish. <laughs> all right, oh, and then so man. like, but like it like really hit later on. Like we didn't have cable, and I had a TV in my room. So UPM 45, those games, and like it was just on every night, pretty much. I had that channel. It was one of the four channels I had. <laughs> so I was just watching the Suns running gun. Like it was just the one thing I got to watch in my room, and that's pretty much how I fell in love with the team. It was just a team that ran. Had Amari, Steve Nash. I got to not be around my family and do it. Okay. And it was just like how I fell in love with the basketball team. So you're also a stand-up comedian. I need to know, what's tougher, bombing in front of a crowd or being a Suns fan for life? Jesus. Wow. <laughs> it's definitely being a Suns fan. Wow. Bombing, is, bombing is fun if you're doing it right. Like, <laughs> I know. I do it every day on this program. <laughs> yeah, but bombing is fine. Like, there's, it don't scare you no more. Like, once you do it a couple times, it's like, mm. being a Suns fan and seeing them in a seven game, <laughs> a game seven, that's way worse than any bomb I've ever had in my life. <laughs> You also have a new uh, new gig in, oh, the, in the NBA world. Yeah, What's um, that? I'm working for a fan buzz now. Going to do some writing, going to do some podcasting, um, going to do some weird clips, write some <laughs> weird fake commercials, just do the whole NBA thing that I got to do at all caps. So uh, just 
follow me. Look out for that. It's going to be fun. Just doing basketball stuff all season. It's going to be real fun. This man's genuinely funny. I highly <laughs> recommend uh, you do that. I've always enjoyed his work. I've seen some of your stand up some of the clips you're pretty good at that too i'm kind of <laughs> jealous that this man is kind of living out the life i wish i had <laughs> do we have one of it let's show let's go let's go, let's go. let's go what is up you guys are beautiful good looking tonight i'm working these overalls y'all look amazing this is nice this is wonderful. You guys are really looking good. Before we become best friends, I like to do a little thing. At some point tonight, I'm gonna say something really not chill. <laughs> but you guys have to promise right now that you're gonna be chill. Say, we promise we're gonna be chill, Aaron. Nice. I know what you're thinking. How will we know when this moment is? You're gonna fucking know. I think I'm gonna start every show out like that. Oh, now. This will just be the automatic disclaimer at the top of the show. Bro, we're where? just gonna play that clip before every show now. Bro, where where can me and my wife go check you out here? Uh, I'm gonna be everywhere coming up soon, so um, I think I'm gonna show like next week. I'm gonna be looking at this all the time, but um, <laughs> I think um, uh, at Sir Crazy next week, I'll know for sure. Like in the next couple of days, bro, hit uh, me up. About to be start doing stand up live, 10 p.m. Improv again, House of Comedy. That's where I was on that one. So okay. I was gonna be making my rounds again, uh, going to L.A., coming back, just doing that whole thing. That's good. That's nice. awesome, bro. How long? How long is your set? Are you gonna? A tight 15, we talking 30, what, what are you um, working with? The one from that clip, I did a weekend uh, opening for Shane Torres, and I did 25 to open nice. for him, so it was just okay. 25 minutes, kicking it with a really good crowd. So, yeah, it's mostly just going to be up there now, like 20, 25, nice. sometimes 15. Like, it's just, it varies now. I could have spent a whole hour just talking to you about stand-up. I am <laughs> infatuated with that, late-night television. Mm. I, it was a different life I should have led. You but ever anyway. Do, you ever do anything in New York? Uh no, I, my first time I was ever gonna go to New York, um, a pandemic happened. Oh, <laughs> oh no! Yeah, it was like three weeks before I was about to leave. So like that was the one time I was gonna go, and I just haven't had a chance to like okay. put it together. Yeah. Well, let's read a few super chats before we get out of here, and we'll tell you where to follow everybody. Uh, Libertarian Sasquatch says, "Money in the Ring of Honor is crazy." I believe that was for you, Gerald. It's not. <laughs> it's actually not. Uh, HM says, uh, "Change the name from Ring of Honor to People It Did Good for the Suns." <laughs> I actually think it should be a tiered system, right? Uh, you should, um, be, you're in the first <laughs> ring. You're in the yeah. middle ring. Yeah. You're in the third like, ring. The Ring of Honor is basically just that. A drink name after all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if you're in that second level, you just get a suite named after you instead of a banner, right. like urinal if you're in that really bad range there uh and libertarian sasquatch came back for more Hmm. uh and said amani also leads in 30 point losses in elimination y'all are too you're you're too close to the material (laughs) give it 10 years you'll understand second in playoff wins fourth in regular season wins one of three coaches in sun's history to win coach of the year yeah like come on and he's right with the worst scoring differential in elimination games ever and also the 64 win season greatest (laughs) yeah greatest franchise history but i guess we're just gonna gloss over that because the sun's got their asses beat in game seven six uh aaron Mm. the chat uh somebody in there wants me to ask am i actually funny 
since you're the resident, uh, you what? don't have to. You don't have to be. You truthfully. should have to pay to ask that question and put me on the spot <laughs> like that. Well, they did not just run it like that. So. All right, We're, I'm not going to force you to answer that. <laughs> not you good. You good. All right, uh, you can uh, you can follow the show at phnx underscore sons. You can follow Flex at Flex from Jersey. You can follow at Gerald. Or, <laughs> you're just at, at Gerald, Gerald Borgay now, Aaron. <laughs> I cannot find it in my notes. What's your Twitter Twitter handle? It's A-Y-R-O-N-E-D. It's oh, Aaron Ed. You can follow him there. Find all his stand-up and everything. You follow me at Espo. And remember, I don't have to be funny. I get paid to sit in this chair. Oh, <laughs> <laughs>